As many of you may already know, if you are an avid listener, or maybe you've even heard her in the background, Milo and I rescued the most perfectly adorable golden doodle named Zeppelin. Since then, I have noticed a lack in the pet market. So the problem solver that I am decided to fix it by launching our very own pet company, The Fetching Barker. Fetching Barker carries the cutest, eco-friendly pet supplies available on the market with a portion of the profits going directly to support global conservation efforts. We carry high-quality CBD for anxious or achy senior dogs, along with some exclusive handcrafted items. Get all of your puppy basics, toys, training, treats, and so much more at the Fetching Barker. The grand opening is scheduled for May 25th, but I am currently accepting product reservations now. Follow along on Instagram at Fetching Barker for products, new releases, featured barkers, shop updates, and so much more. Hey, Wine Moms, and thank you for listening to this MW Network and Emadon production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, themommywines.com, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. For exclusive content and early access, make sure to tune in on Patreon. I feel like everything's delayed now. Like, I don't even know what day it is. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> There's nobody has anything going on. You know, everything's just like in the wind these days. So it's it's all good. Oh, thank you for being so go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like everybody just has to be go with the flow now. It's just like you just got to adapt. For sure. It's all crazy. So one of the things that I was really interested in um, hearing more about is I saw your profile. And not only are you also a podcast host, but you are a happiness mentor. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So explain that to me because I was like, what is that? I need one of those. (laughs) Sure. So um, I'm a official title is transformational happiness mentor. So I work with small business owners who are making over six figures who feel like they've met the societal checklist of like getting a degree, buying a house, getting married, having kids, having a successful business, and they're still not happy. And so I help them understand and rediscover their own personal happiness habits and routines and what happiness actually looks like versus that societal checklist and what it looks like for them uniquely individually and really lean on this thought that happiness is not based on a checklist. It's unique to you. And once you can discover that, you can finally feel truly successful because for most of the clients that I work with, they, they're successful by other people's standards, but they don't feel it because they're unhappy. And so you can truly feel successful. Therefore being successful, you see an increase in income, you see improved relationships and communications and overall, ultimately happiness and joy. And my tagline on my podcast, my business name is happiness abound. And my tagline is you are capable of happiness abound to remind them that they are capable of it and to help them find those routines and habits. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I actually, that reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever listened to him or if you know who he is, but there was um, a guy that has released a few books and has a podcast of his own. His name's Brendan Bouchard. Mm -hmm. And he had a podcast where he shared a story 
of one of his clients and it was this woman who you know from the outside looking in kind of just had it all um you know she was as far up in her career as she could go she had a beautiful home a family that you know was in the backyard and they were smiling and laughing and everything seemed perfect but when she reached out to him she just didn't feel fulfilled and she was just kind of lacking and she was kind of like she was saying in this story like in a rut um and kind of similar to what you described is kind of what he helped her to do is just find you know happiness and you know joy and and comfort in her life and to figure out what kind of sparks that um I guess like is it dopamine or whatever the happiness emotion yeah that's the chemical in your brain is dopamine yeah um yeah I mean that's exactly right I my own story is very similar to that, which is how I came to be on this path is that I looked like I had it every, everything. I'm not a parent, but I had everything else on the checklist and I was still unhappy and I was really angry all the time. And like the smallest things would set me off and I would see everybody else being happy and this exterior view, of course, but I would see it and wonder what was wrong with me. Like I had met this checklist and I still was unhappy. I must, there must be something wrong. I must be broken. I must be a failure. And when you start to feel that way, like you had said for this, this young woman, you start to lose your sense of purpose and your sense of meaning. And it's so harmful and so sad. And so, oh, just for lack of a better word, it's, oh, you're degrading yourself. And when you've bought into this idea that I need to do X, Y, Z, and then I'll be happy instead of discovering it for yourself and figuring out what it actually means. And also understanding that, and this is a little bit controversial, but this is what I believe is that we're not inherently happy. Like yeah, people think that I should just be inherently happy. I should be naturally happy and everybody else is. And when I'm not, I'm broken. And that's simply not the case. It's a matter of putting in the work to find out what happiness means to you and putting in the routines and the habits and being consistent in that so that you can maintain and continue to grow instead of feeling stagnant or like you're backpedaling. And uh, it sounds like exactly your story there with that young woman is very similar to my own and to those of my clients where you feel like you should be happy because you do have everything that people have told you your whole life will help you and make you be happy. And when you're not, you feel broken and you feel down and you kind of have to get in, do the work and discover that you are indeed capable of happiness abound. Are you a fellow mom looking to make a legitimate professional income around your lifestyle? If so, then I hope you consider enrolling in my new home bookkeeper masterclass. This class has everything I personally used to build and scale my very own bookkeeping business from the comforts of home. Freelance is the future, and with today's cloud-based programs and technology, you have the ability to work whenever and wherever you wish. Included in the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass are all the insights on building, branding, and marketing your very own bookkeeping business, a pro advisor study guide to help you pass the optional and free QuickBooks Online Certification Exam, 
and a business resource guide full of all of my favorite products that I use at EDJ Consulting, plus a free gift just for you. To check out the Home Bookkeeper and enroll in the online masterclass, visit www.emmadon.com. So what, so I get that a hundred percent and we are not afraid of controversy. (laughs) If I can even (laughs) pronounce the word today, I just, I feel like being in quarantine, I haven't spoken a bunch. So the other day I went live and I've been doing podcast recordings this weekend Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what is happening? Like, why can I not pronounce words anymore? And I think it's because I'm just sitting at home, not talking to anybody But yeah, we do not steer away from, you know, a little bit sassy topics on this show. But I understand that 100% because that's one of the things um, that I've struggled with a ton is um, just happiness. And it's one of those things where like, I'm like, okay, well, if I do this, maybe it'll be better. Or if I you know, go here, it'll be better. Or if I stop doing this, it'll be better. But it's never kind of worked. Like I've always kind of felt this like muted kind of emotion. I don't even know if that makes sense. But um, definitely like what are some maybe tips that people can do even just at home, especially now? Everybody I feel like is struggling a little bit with mental health, with what's going on. What are some, maybe some things that people can do at home to kind of choose their happiness? Totally. So the first thing I'd recommend is something I call success tracking. And people that I work with, this is, and for myself too, this is something that's like right away, this is what we start doing. And every single day I have them track a success. What's one success from the day? And sometimes that's you got out of bed and put on pants. And other times <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and and other times that's you helped your kid with their homework. And other times that can be that you accomplished a lot. But essentially the mindset is is that once we're in that space where we feel, as you put it so eloquently, that muted emotions, those muted happiness, our brain feels like we don't have evidence of success. And so what we start right off the bat is writing down, sharing one success every single day so that you start to build up evidence that you can accomplish things. You are accomplishing things. You're doing things and you build up that evidence in your brain to then be like, oh, I actually did get a lot done today. And it comes to the point where you'll start with, I have nothing. What's my positive today? Oh gosh. Or what's my success for today? I I don't know. I brushed my teeth. And then by like week three of doing that every day, you're like, oh, I had a couple. Which one do I want to pick from? And and then by like week 10, which is usually the length of my programs, by week 10, you're like, oh my gosh. And I love this because the progression is so fantastic to see where it's like, I don't know. I guess my success was I brushed my teeth. And then a couple weeks in, I had this success and this success. And I just couldn't choose between the two. And by week 10, I'm getting text messages that are like, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And it was so good. And this was a success. And I did this and I did this. And it really gets your brain looking for that evidence. And once your brain has evidence, then it can actually believe that it's possible. And the idea being that when you feel like it's possible, you feel capable. And when you feel capable, you start to feel 
confident. And when you start to feel confident, you start to feel qualified. And at that point, you can take on anything. Warmer weather is just around the corner. So make sure to stock up on all your shorts, tees, and tanks from Zaya Active. Zaya has something for the whole family with the always popular and growing men's collection and even new kids and junior sizes. As always, you'll find your favorite premium leggings with new items being made from recycled water bottles. I just picked up the purple bomber bra and it is so soft and I swear the quality might even be better than the original. Shop the Mommy Wines podcast event on myzaya.com backslash emmadon for your order number to be automatically entered into a spring raffle. For your chance to win, head over to myzaya.com backslash emmadon today. So it's just like this big snowball effect. 100%. So that's the first thing I would recommend is tracking your daily successes and do it for a long period of time, not oh, I did it for five days and now I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not seeing any results because that's the other thing is we like to, we're comfortable with this thought that maybe I am broken and there's something wrong and at least I know what that looks like. And so after a couple of days, if we don't see a result, we give up and we're like, oh, I've just, it solidifies and builds the evidence that I'm just continuing to be broken. But the thing is, is that it has to be a longer term play and investing in yourself as simply as tracking a daily success. See, and that's one of the things like, so after I've always had like social anxiety and I've, I've struggled a little bit with like anxious feelings and then, but I, I was never medicated until after I had my son and I went in and they're like, oh, you have, you know, postpartum anxiety and a little bit of, you know, baby blues. They prescribed me a small dose of medication. And then I moved here to Utah. I You're local here too. Mm-hmm. But I moved here to Utah and I was like, hey, my doctor put me on this. I was on it for a little while, like six months. We weaned m- myself off, but I'm still having these feelings. And they're like, oh, well, you're, you know, your brain just doesn't, you know, produce these chemicals correctly. You know, here's another medication. And that kind of did make me feel a bit broken, like, oh, I'm just not capable of, you know, being comfortable, or I'm just not capable of relaxing, or I'm just not capable of being happy, and this is supposed to be my fix. And now that I've been on this medication here, it's still, like, not happening. It's just not happening. It's not, I just, I don't feel like. I just hope that this isn't how a person is supposed to feel. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I hope and I wish that there would be more um, than just this feeling that I have every single day. And so I was listening to another podcast and the host of that show had a guest on and she was real into like, um, spiritualness and like mindfulness and just like healthy stuff and she brought up that she had this morning routine and in the morning routine she you know gets up a little bit early and she writes down like this gratitude journal and like the list of things that she wants to accomplish in the day so I was like oh if it helped her I'm gonna give it a try so I've been waking up a little bit earlier I've been sitting, you know, by myself. I do have a toddler. So anytime I get by myself is 
peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've been waking up a little bit early. I've been writing down the things I'm grateful for. And I've been writing down a little list of things that I want to accomplish during the day. But I feel like now, and I am self-employed, so I don't have somebody, you know, breathing down my neck to get things done. Um, And that's one of the things that in my class I kind of emphasize is that you have to have like an entrepreneurial mindset. You have to be self-motivated. But I feel like in this quarantine and with everything going on, there's no end yet. So I feel like I have no like time frame. Like I have no deadlines because <laughs> everything just keeps getting pushed and pushed. So even though I've been writing down the things that I want to get done during the day and at the end of the day, I go back and I look at it and I'll realize that like I had five things on my list and I've only did like one. And I don't know, it, it's kind of doing the opposite for me. So I kind of want to try your idea because... I feel like what I'm doing is maybe I just need to suck it up and just get the things done and like push myself a little bit harder. But like, I don't know. I feel like having these goals of wanting to do these few things a day. And if I don't get them done, I kind of feel like a failure instead of your idea of thinking of something you did that was a a success. Does that make sense? Total sense. And that's exactly (laughs) like, that's exactly right. Is that our brain looks for evidence. And so when we have something on a to-do list and we don't get it done, and then we tell ourselves, oh, I feel like a failure, your brain's like, tick one for failure. I know. I've I've been feeling so crappy because I've been home all day. Granted, my kid is here because he's not in preschool Mm -hmm. right now. Um, But, you know, like I'm home all day and I give myself five things to do in the morning. But, you know, like stuff happens. Life is a little bit different. I'm still kind of settling into this new routine. And I'm like, man, I had all day and I didn't get five things done. Luckily, I I have been putting on pants. So (laughs) there's a bonus. Check one, you know, (laughs) but I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like that is just not working for me right now. Totally. And I, there's, In your story, I I was taking notes. I have a couple of things I would love to be able to share, if I may. Sure. Go ahead. Um, So I can't recall the Ivy League school. It's either Stanford or Harvard. But um, they did a study for people who are on medications for anxiety and depression and things like that. And they had those individuals, they had the control group that were on those medications. And then they had a group of people who were not on those medications but had the same severity and symptoms. And they asked, they asked the group that was not on the medication to stand in front of a mirror for 10 minutes a day, which feels like forever, but that's not the point here. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be, but they stood, they stood in front of the mirror for 10 minutes and they had to smile or make silly faces at themselves and essentially (laughs) like get themselves laughing and doing this, looking at their body, looking at their selves and seeing themselves smile, laughing and being silly. And I can't recall, I apologize, I don't have it in front of me, but I can't recall the time frame. I want to say it was like six weeks within that time frame of this study. Those people found that they didn't need the medication. 
They, their brain chemicals had changed and shifted through the exercises of 10 minutes in the mirror a day of seeing and building the evidence of being silly, seeing themselves as smiling, seeing themselves as laughing. So totally, yes, there is a time and a need for medication and there is there are things that need that. But there are so many holistic and other things that we could try to supplement and maybe, like you had said, kind of wean down from the medication. So that was the first thing that I thought of in terms of like, oh, that's something that maybe not for 10 minutes, but even if it's just setting an alarm on your phone for a minute a day can make such a big difference of seeing yourself smiling, seeing yourself laughing or being silly. And it's really hard, like hard AF if you're if you're in that <laughs> space, right? But if yeah. you can do it consistently, you will start to build that evidence for your brain. You'll start to build that habit and you'll start to see yourself differently, which then brings me to my next point, which is um, I teach this method called the CLEAR method. And it stands for circumstance, language, emotion, action, and results. And for many of us, we see a circumstance and we immediately jump very, very quick, quickly, like instantaneously to an emotion that we associate with that situation. So the circumstance, the idea is that a circumstance is neutral. So let's say you don't accomplish things on your to-do list. That's neutral. But most of us think that we jump to the emotions where oh, I'm a failure and I like, oh, I just can't do this and what's wrong with me and this like negative space. But what happens is, is that we attach language to the circumstance and then that leads to our emotions. So when, when okay. we aren't, we aren't able to finish our to-do list, we tell ourselves, I'm a failure. Why couldn't I get this done? I only got one done. And that leads to the emotions of feeling sad, depressed, like a failure. And some people feel angry, right? And then that leads to actions where maybe you don't want to feel, I, this is me. If I don't want to feel the emotions that I'm like telling myself to feel, I'm like, oh, it's time to binge watch something on Netflix. Oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> or it's time to go to the fridge and eat everything in sight. Yes. But we do that because we don't want to feel the that emotions. Is like I like pour a glass of wine, get something sweet. And I am now in a day and a half on the second season of Big Little Lies. So. I understand that completely. So let's look at this like the, holistically here. You have a to-do list. When you're not able to finish said to-do list because things come up, you tell yourself, I'm a failure. What's wrong with me? Why couldn't I get this done? I'm home. I had the time set aside. What, you know, all these things that leads to these emotions that you don't want to feel. So then you take actions to buffer and numb those emotions leading to results like this is my life. I had an hour and a half, not an hour and a half. I don't know why I just said an hour, a year and a half where I, much longer, a year and a half where I was so lonely, so sad, and so angry that I would go to work. I would come home. I would grab food from the fridge. I would sit down. I would watch Netflix. The are you watching would come up like four times. Like, are you still watching? And I'd be like, <laughs> yes, I am. And I'm eating and I'm scrolling on my phone at the same time. I would go to bed late 
And I would be like, oh, I'm such a failure. I didn't get anything done today. I just zoned out and did nothing. Oh, what's wrong? Like, oh, I'm such a worthless POS. And I would just tell myself all these things and I'd go to bed late. So I'd get a crappy nice sleep. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd shower. I'd get ready. I'd go to work. And I did that cycle every single day for a year and a half. Oh my gosh. You literally just described my daily routine since I moved mm. to Utah. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm just like bored and I don't know. Also, I'm a little bit bitter because I'd never, I'm from, mm-hmm. I'm from Ohio. So it was never like my idea to live in Utah. Um, my son's dad is from here and it was like important to him that we move closer and whatnot. Um, so like he got what he wanted, but now I'm like trying to do like, I always was fine before. Like, I managed my anxiety fine. I, you know, I ate right. I exercised. I, you know, I did what I needed and I was happier then. But now I moved here and my doctor's first thing was, oh, you got to up your dosage. I'm a mom now, so I don't have the freedom or the time to, like, my schedule is just different. My priorities are different. And I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's been a year and a half that I've lived here and I'm just like treading Mm. water and I'm just like, it's, it's really just wearing me down and it's hard too. Cause I am like a multi-business owner. So it's like, if I don't show up, then stuff doesn't get done. I need to get, maybe I don't, I was like, I need to get employees, but like, no, cause then I definitely would not show up, but <laughs> Uh, it's just like exhausting. Do I have, can I have permission to coach you a little bit? Okay. Sure. This is a very (laughs) open podcast. Do whatever you think is best. Um, (laughs) can I ask you what emotions you're trying to avoid? Probably. I would say like anger or resentment because. I am those things, but I try not mm. to feel them. Okay. And um, I don't know. Like, I know what I would like to be, and I know, I don't know, probably those two things okay. the most. So what I would recommend doing is this is all compounds, right? So when you have a to-do list and you're not able to get it done, you're using language that facilitates this feeling of failure, then you're taking actions to numb those feelings. And then it's leading to results where you feel like you don't get anything done. And then you get into this pattern for a year and a half. I've lived it. I totally know exactly what you're talking about. The biggest thing that helped me is a technique called slaying. And essentially, it's a way to stop suppressing and start expressing your emotions because what's happening is is we're trying to buffer and numb from these emotions and you you said it yourself you're trying not to feel them and by trying not to feel them it's taking up and cluttering emotionally mentally and in some cases depending on how far along someone could be even physically where you feel like i used to have it all together and i'm trying not to be angry i'm trying not to be resentful and i'm just trying to do the right thing and I'm going to air quote this, but you can't see it because it's a podcast. (laughs) Air quote, be a good person. 
Oh, I know. And here's the thing. That societal checklist has also told us that we are not supposed to feel negative emotions. And if we feel angry and resentment or bitter, we're not good people. And that's simply not the case. Human emotion is human emotion. 50% of the time, you're going to feel something negative. But the point is, is to have the tools in place so that you can come back on the other side of the pendulum more often and be on the more positive and happy side without the suppression of the negative emotions. So this technique is called slay. It's super easy. Um, but what it is, essentially, you get a piece of paper. And I, I personally do this every single day. And so part of your morning routine, you get a piece of paper and you write, I am feeling blank because dot, dot, dot. And the first negative emotion that comes to your head is the one that you use. So if I was going to do it right now, it would be, I am feeling anxious because, and then what you do on your piece of paper is you write a bullet point and you write the story, the reason why, and it can be one, two sentences. It can be a freaking paragraph. It's up to you. But let's say, let's say if I'm doing it right now, it would be, I'm feeling anxious because I am talking a lot about myself right now. And that kind of, that kind of makes me feel a little anxious, <laughs> right? So I'm talking a lot about myself, period. Next bullet point. I'm feeling anxious right now because I was late to this call and I was a little unprepared and I hate feeling that way. And I hate that, like that perception of me is I'm, I'm really, really on top of things normally. And so I was like, oh, you know, so I'm feeling anxious about that. I'm feeling anxious because I have my dogs two rooms over and if they start to bark, it'll be on this audio, right? So you just kind of list out these things of this story of why you are feeling anxious because here's the other part or, or whatever the emotion is. So like if you use the word anger, if you're feeling angry and you're like, well, I'm feeling angry because my, my ex-husband did X, Y, Z and you leave it at that, your brain goes up. Oh, yep. There's the answer. So now it's his fault and you can, you can continue to escape those emotions, but then you also continue to feel bad about them. So what it is, is it lets you go levels deeper. So I do this every day. I do a full page every day of here's all the reasons I'm feeling emotion X. And by the end of it, the point is to get it, these emotions that you've been suppressing up, out, and away. So up from where it's been crunched up in your body, out through expression, in this case, writing, and then away. And the away part is, is that you take that piece of paper, you rip it. Some people call this write and burn. You can burn it. You can shred it. You throw it away. Nobody sees it. You don't talk about it to like, you don't say to your best friend, oh yeah, so I wrote about you today. I was actually pretty anxious because you did X, Y, and Z. Like we're not playing that game, right? <laughs> but it allows you to see the reasoning and the language, aka the stories behind your emotions. So if we go back to the clear model, you can see the language that you're using that is building that emotion, that's creating those actions, that's creating results. And you can cut that off at the past by acknowledging your emotions, feeling okay to feel them as you are doing this slay exercise. And then- letting them go and taking the choice to change your language in the future. So you all have heard me talk about Real Good Foods before. If you follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, you definitely should, you'll have seen Milo devouring the Real Good Foods pizza. Well, my favorite frozen food company is now launching ice cream. Real, real good ice cream. No icy or chalky texture like other light ice creams. 
It's made with fresh milk and cream, giving it that smooth, creamy goodness we all love. On a sweet note, there's only 4 grams of sugar. The new Real Good Ice Creams are sweetened with alios, a naturally occurring sweetener found in things like figs and dates. This rare sugar has one-tenth of the calories of typical cane sugars, leaving this guilt-free frozen treat with a low 180 calories per serving. You can find this Real Good ice cream online at Real Good Foods and Vitamin Shop. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. That sounds really interesting. Because I was listening to audio. That's all I've done since I've been in quarantine. It's just for sure listening to audio. (laughs) And and there was a doctor who was um, talking about the physical effects of holding in emotions and it's like you know it's he kind of related it to like you're emotionally Mm -hmm. like constipated you know when you have a physical ailment and you know your stomach hurts or you know whatever it may be um it's you know it's there you can diagnose it you can fix it you can do the things that you need to do to, you know, relieve it um, and make yourself feel better. But he was saying that when it comes to mental health and emotions, people oftentimes don't take a step back, look at the situation, figure out what's going on and then solve it. They kind of just like suppress Mm -hmm. it, like you were saying. Um, And I am a, a total like cliche of doing that. Like, I will, like, bottle things up, bottle things up, bottle things up until it's, like, dropping a Mentos and a Coke. Like, (laughs) and then it just, like, explodes all over everything, all over everyone. And I'm just, like, oh, I totally hate everyone today. And then it's like that for a couple days. And then I'll be, like, okay, whatever. That's done. And move on. But you can't live your life like a hurricane. You can't, like, so I'm definitely going to take these tips and. Please and do. I'll let you know. And and definitely anybody else, um, you know, tag us in stories on Instagram or let us know if anybody else in the audience is, is taking these tips and trying them at home. We all got the time right now because we can't really do anything else except for. Bitcoin. But we all have the we all have the time and we all certainly have the emotions. Yeah. I feel like especially right now, everybody is like, you're just locked at home with your feelings. Well, and it's like any <laughs> any parent can can relate to this. And I am not a ch- like human parent. I have dogs. But even I do this where it's like you've had a long day and you've been suppressing these emotions. And then a family member does something that you don't necessarily agree with or that they shouldn't be doing and they just weren't thinking and you lose it right you're like oh my gosh come on like oh. what, why don't you do this right or whatever it is and that's that like mentos blowing up and then there's then after that there's the guilt and the shame of why couldn't i control my emotions i needed to just i i should have should have should have right and yeah i am to- i am feeling that because this is the first weekend i've ever like wanted my son to go to his dad's and I have struggled with sharing him 
this whole time since he's been an mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. thing in the world. Um, <laughs> so this is actually the first weekend that I have been like, oh my God, you cannot go to your dad's fast enough. And that's kind of what our last couple of days have been is he was just being stuck at home. Like I stayed home with him for a year and a half when he was a cute, smiley, happy, cooing little baby. But now he's three and a half and he's a tiny little toddler terrorist. And it's just like stuff is just going out of control. He's throwing cereal around or he's coloring on the wall or he's doing crazy stuff. And I was just losing it. I was like at my wits end. I like locked myself in the bathroom and I'm like, I need five minutes. (laughs) And there was even a story on my Instagram of him like sticking his hand under the door. (laughs) Like, hello. (laughs) I'm like, leave me alone for five minutes and I don't like that's I am relating to that right now because I've never like ever wanted him to go to his dad's but this weekend I was like can you pick him up I don't care what time you get into town just pick him up and just take him for like a day (laughs) it's yeah it was a little bit much and then I, I felt guilty about it and like that I feel like was worse than just like the frustration because then there's guilt and shame and you know oh, yeah, nobody totally. likes to feel that well and the thing is is that it's when we're in situations like we're in right now as humans when something is new or is thrown at us that we're not fully comfortable with or is not what we normally have as part of our routines in our life, we panic, right? And some people combat that differently. I combat that with anger. Um, Other people can combat it with, you know, really fight, flight, or freeze, right? And what happens is, is that we don't know how to see or control the situation and we haven't been taught how to see, control, manage our emotions. Like we've been taught how to control air quotes again, because suppression is not really control. Cause as you mentioned, I actually use the analogy of like a trash compactor. You can compact, you can compact that all day long, but eventually space is going to run out and garbage is going to overflow. And so yeah. like suppression is not control, but we've never been taught that part. So we're thrown in this new situation. Like you've never wanted him to leave before, but you're like, I'm at my wits end is it's a new situation. We don't know how to control it. We're not building evidence of our successes and we don't, we haven't been able to release our emotions in a healthy way and acknowledge them. And it's easy to acknowledge the guilt because that doesn't feel quite as it's harsh, but it's internally harsh. It's not an external reaction. And so. Yeah. I feel like negative emotions are also easier to feel and like identify than like oh, yeah. happy emotions. Well, like I feel like I could be happy a few times a day, but that one thing I do that makes me feel like mom guilt, I like hold on to that and it lingers there for well, let like, me ask ever. If, if this is okay, what language are you using that's holding it there? Like what are you what telling yourself? Know. The voice in your head what are you telling yourself that's continuing to facilitate that emotion? 
Well, it probably wouldn't be my voice because I was always really afraid of having kids. And then I was told I wasn't going to have kids because I wasn't able to. But I never had like a role model. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't have parents. It's just me. So I'm like, oh, man, like I, I don't have any idea of what a mom is supposed to be like. Like, I don't have anybody to ask questions or, you know, I can look at like mm-hmm. sitcoms, you know. Me and my son's life is a lot <laughs> like the Gilmore Girls. Um, I'm like, but I'm just sitting here and I'm like, oh no, like what my biggest fear when I found out that I was gonna be having a baby was I have no idea how to be a mom. I don't I can't I can't do that. And then one of the things I just, you know, appreciate the most about my son's dad is that he can kind of sniff like he is like an insecurity hunter. He can like sniff them out and then he uses them as weapons later, which is so great. Right. That's just like, you know what you look for. It's great when it's on your side, Um, not great when it's uh, on the other side of the fence. (laughs) Right. I wish I had that talent, um, but I don't, but he has mentioned before, like he's never complimented me, but he's like, I was like venting to him one day and it was when my son was transitioning into like sleeping throughout the night and I was just really tired. And it was like one of those first things. And I know a lot of the moms out there can realize like, you know, you go through the baby steps and then there's always this like really mountainy, rocky transition into like these Mm -hmm. new phases that kids have. And it was like the first phase. And, and then he was like, well, maybe you're just not the right mom for him. And so now every time I make a mistake or I feel mom guilt, um, I, I always have that in the back of my head. Like, oh, maybe I'm not the right mom for him. Because he was raised in the, the popular um, religion here in Utah. And his mom told me this story of... I was talking to her one time and I was like, you know what? I just feel like Milo is like the perfect kid for me. I never thought I would have a boy, but it's so weird because like we were like, we did everything mm-hmm. together. We are like best friends. Like it's crazy. Um, and she told me this story about how, you know, it's kind of like that boss baby where like all these babies mm-hmm. are up in the wor- wherever in this like baby factory. <laughs> but there's like this baby factory in the sky and babies choose their parents. And it was like this like fairy tale kind of, maybe I think it might be like a religious story, but she was telling me the story about how Milo picked me to be his mom and that he loved me before I loved him. And I just thought that was so cute. And it was like this cute little fairy tale story. And Michael was there um, and he was listening and he's like, oh, whatever. That's so garbage. It's it's fake. It's not real, whatever. And I'm like, whatever. It doesn't have to be real. It's a cute little story about babies. Like who doesn't like a cute little story about babies? Um, But ever since then, he knows that I think that's a cute story. So like he has said things like, oh, well, maybe you're not the right mom for him. Or maybe he d- he picked you on accident. And like anytime I do something that makes me feel like guilty or if I like lose my cool or lose my temper or, you know, I ask his dad, like, 
can you just pick him up early? He's driving me nuts. And I feel like, I don't know, like I hear that voice in the back of my head, like, oh, well, maybe I'm not the right mom for him, or maybe I'm not doing a good job. And I look at, you know, families, especially couples who are together and, you know, the dad comes home from work and the mom is like, I am, I need a break. I am so whatever. And it's perfectly fine. But like, I don't have that. It's just me. So I feel like even more guilty when I like raise my hand and I'm like, I need to tap out. Like, I need a break. Like, I, you know, I need some help. Because I don't know. It, it's just like, I feel like it's different. Can I take you to like a level 10? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, like, not at all. It's broken. just, I, I really want to teach you something that is usually like a level 10 kind of, kind of exercise or technique, but it's so helpful. Sure. Okay. Yeah. This, have so, all the freedom you want. There's this thing I teach called declarations. And essentially, like, there's three phases of it. There's – or three three types, I should say, not phases. One is creative declarations, which is, like, um, for instance, mine is I am an intuitive mentor, vibrant, abundant, and filled with light. And that's, like, what I tell myself and repeatedly build that evidence towards. So that's creative. Then there's coping, which is, like, when you're just in the worst of the worst situations and a creative declaration can't pull you out and you're just, you're struggling and you're just coping to get by, then it's something like just breathe, right? And that can help you feel some release. And that's a declaration. But the one I want to teach you is called combat. And essentially it's when the negative voices in your head, whether your own, your ex-husband's, your parents or whoever, right? Like when there's negative voices popping up saying, no, maybe you're not like, first off, the level 10. So, um, for instance, for me, I'm an auditory learner. And so I actually do hear like when I'm talking to myself in my head, but I can figure out the tones of when it's positive me and when it's negative me. So like negative, negative voices are usually sarcastic They're usually really like, they'll tell you a whole story. They'll go on and on and on and on and on of all the reasons why you're X, Y, and Z. And they'll have this really harsh kind of like pitchy tone to them. Whereas like calm and happy is calm and happy and not a big deal. And we'll get through this and it's okay. And you're doing your best and really mellow. Whereas like the other one is like, if I'm going to use an example, just really like, what What the hell do you think you're doing? Like, do you really think that you're able to do this? Like, it will be like that. It will be really terse, really harsh, and the sarcastic tone to it. So first things. I might have been binge watching way too much that 70s show, but the oh, sarcastic there you go. one okay. is Jackie. So when you're hearing Jackie, then you know, <laughs> right, that that's a, that's a sarcastic, that's negative, that's not really helpful to you. So first things first, when you hear when you hear the Jackie voice or you hear your ex-husband's voice or whoever it is saying these things that are bringing you down, there's A, a notification that like, oh, that's actually not in, that's not in my best interests. That's not helping me. And that tone can be an indicator. Then what you do is combat declarations. And essentially, we have this catalog 
like the old school, like Dewey Decimal System in the libraries, you pull out the card catalog and there's all the, the cards and you can pull it out and figure out which one, where your book is. We essentially have those in our brain. Yeah. And they are filled with all the things you've been telling you, you've been telling yourself or that other people have told you for however old you are. So I'm at the recording of this. I am 32. So I have 32 years worth of card catalogs of what people have told me and what I've told myself and repeated and reiterated in my life. So a com, yeah. So a com, oh man, a combat declaration a takes, <laughs> for instance, let's say that um, the maybe you're not you're not the right mom for him. So that you have card catalogs build that up, saying that. So what we do with a combat declaration is we take that card out and we replace it with a positive affirmation that's the opposite. So the next time that you hear yourself say or you hear in your head the, well, maybe you're just not the right mom for him. You come back with a combat declaration, hardcore of, no, I'm the perfect mom for him. He's my best friend. We do everything together and he loves me and I love him and he chose me. And you combat that negative okay. thought. Now, the other piece of this is that those card catalogs also have cards about our body and us as people, our intelligence. So there's studies that have shown that when you have a negative thought, if you do nothing, of course, the negative thought wins. If you have a negative thought and you combat it with one positive thought, negative is stronger and wins. To beat out the negative thought, you have to have a three-to-one gang up of positive thoughts to beat out the one negative. So you do your opposite of the original thought, and then you add one positive thing about your body and one positive thing about you as a person. So so you have three to beat out oh, that one. Okay. The thought being, for instance, if I'm going to do one, let's say that the thought comes to mind that... I'm not good enough to be on your amazing show. So the thought comes in my head, I'm not good enough to be on Mommy Wines. And I have to say to myself, no, I'm qualified. I've been doing this for years. I am definitely good enough to be able to share my message and help people. Also, I have a fantastic head of hair and I am a kind friend. I love Me too. Hair. Thanks. <laughs> But like, that's, that's what you do to combat that negative thought. And it's going to keep on coming back, but you have to keep on combating it. And eventually there's two ways that this can go. If you don't keep on combating it, and I don't mean to go like super low and harsh right now, but if you're thinking maybe you're not the right mom for him, the next steps down the line are maybe somebody else is the right mom for him. And at that point, suicidal thoughts start to happen and come up. And that, and you feel like you're like, that's not, that's not what is the right thing for you and for your family. So we have to combat those thoughts. We have to step into the ring. Can I swear on your show? Okay. We have to step into the ring and oh, say, yeah. fuck you. I am not tolerating those thoughts anymore. I'm taking ownership. I am damn good enough. He chose me. I am the right mom at the right time in the right place. And we have something special. And you've got to own that and push back on that every single time. And eventually that thought will stop coming. And you will continually remind yourself of how much of a badass you are and how you are the perfect mom for your son. 
New Year, New Wine. And of course, I'm talking NakedWines.com. If you haven't tasted the delicious, independently crafted wines from boutique winemakers around the world, can you even call yourself a fellow wine mom? Debatable. But don't worry, I got you, girl. Use code MOMMYWINES50 or click the link in the show notes below to receive your first six bottles delivered right to your door for only $34.99. That's $34.99 for six bottles of wine delivered to your door with code MOMMYWINES50. You're welcome. Aw, I'm excited. I want to like, I'm definitely going to try these. And I feel, so we brought up the whole six week thing a couple times. And I feel like six weeks, there's like a reason for it. I forget what it is. I think it's like 30 days to break a bad habit and then 14 days to build a new one. So I think like that's the whole reasoning behind six weeks, but everything is like six weeks, like workout programs are six weeks and, you know, all these different things are six weeks. So I am, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to do it every single day for six weeks and see what happens. I might even like document me doing it or like, I don't know, do something on like Instagram stories to kind of hold me accountable. Because I've never done anything for six weeks. The only thing I've done longer than six (laughs) weeks was be pregnant. And I had no choice. (laughs) Because it takes a long time to make a human. But I feel like that's the only thing I've committed to for six weeks. So, or longer than six weeks. So, I feel like, I don't know. I want to just, like, suck it up. Because I'm 30. And I have felt like this for 30 years. And I'm just like, yeah, done with sick it. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, and here's the thing: just, yeah, once I'm you come like, off of those six weeks, so and especially if you've been documenting it, things like the daily successes are a great way to continue to document. But like after those six weeks, looking at the difference between where you started and where you're at, and granted, it's not going to be all sunshines, rainbows, and unicorns every day, all the time. We're still going to feel those negative emotions, but it's how we deal with them, right? And having the tools to equip you for success. But at the end of those six weeks, the next decision is, okay, this is part of my, this is part of my day to day, but we see it with people all the time. Oh, I was in a six weeks program and, or on a six week diet and I can't wait to get off of it and have a hamburger. And then like, they never pick it back up again, or it's just six week bursts. And so it's like, (laughs) after you have seen the evidence that this makes a difference and you feel better, you feel happier your life is going in a direction you want it to go in. Then the next choice is a conscious decision of how to implement this into your daily routines so you continue to progress forward. Are you a coffee lover just like me? Sipping my morning java is the only way I can keep up with my toddler and busy lifestyle. That's why I love Coffee Over Cardio. Coffee Over Cardio is a premium coffee company started by female entrepreneur Abby Scott. Whether you love a good flavored blend or a strong roast, Coffee Over Cardio is ideal for any jitterbug. They are also carb-free, keto-friendly, sugar-free, and gluten-free, so pretty much that means they're completely guilt-free. Try Coffee Over Cardio's most popular flavors today, French Toast and New Doctor's Orders Vanilla Hazelnut. Yum! 
<laughs> Make sure to use code 10 Don to save at checkout. Once again, that's 10 Don at coffeeovercardio.com. So go ahead and share with everybody where they can find you online, um, your website, podcast, sure, social sure. media. So uh, my business, stuff. my company is called Happiness Abound, singular, not plural. And you can find me by searching Happiness Abound on Google. And I don't want to be one of those people. It's like, I'm everywhere, but I have a website, happinessabound.com. I'm on Instagram, happiness underscore bound. I have a YouTube channel. If you search Happiness Abound, uh, Facebook, Happiness Abound blog is the URL for that and kind of a little bit of everywhere, but website, Instagram, and Facebook are probably the easiest ways, fastest ways to get a hold of me. But if you search Happiness Abound, I come up and fun fact, I was actually really excited about this. Webster's Dictionary used to be the first term that you would come up when you searched Happiness Abound and now my site does. So I'm beating out the dictionary in Google search and I'm pretty excited about it. Ooh. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, That's so if you search Happiness Abound, you can stuff. find me. Um, I would love to hear from anybody in the audience if these techniques and tips helped or if you're interested in learning more about how to work with me. I have several programs, uh, groups, online classes, the works. So I'd love to be able to help people be happier. Yeah, I'm going to definitely put some of the things I learned today into motion and see what happens and definitely um I'm gonna be holding myself accountable on Instagram so keep out for the mommy wines IG stories um and anybody else in the audience who's gonna be following along um let's make it a thing let's do six weeks of you know bettering ourselves I'm pretty sure the quarantine is going to last six more weeks. <laughs> so we have time. Um, <laughs> this is a good thing to do in a bad time. So thank you so much for being on my show today. I loved all of your advice. And um, we should definitely, I don't know, find some way. 100%. To I would absolutely love that. Future. I've been working on doing um, like a mommy wines retreat. So, um, yeah, maybe collab on that or do some kind of workshop or something together. I love that you're local, even though we're doing yeah. this remote. But yeah, I'm I'm not from here. So anybody who's awesome and on my save. Girl, I got you. I'm can, totally down. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Is... Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you so much it was for an honor. I guess today I loved having you. Okay. Thank you so much. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course, flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. 
For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.